Hello, you're listening to the Fridays Forever podcast. My name is Mike. And I'm Karen. And we are Fridays Forever. Thanks for joining us. Well, 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 good evening to you, Miss Friday. Good evening, Mr. Friday. We sure did miss everybody last week, didn't we? We did. On our podcast. we uh, Things just got so busy in life and our normal jobs, we uh, just didn't have time, did we? No. But we're back this week, and uh, I think we have a great little podcast show to talk about. We're going to talk about some of our adventures that we've been on through our YouTube channel, Fridays Forever. And uh, then you want to tell everybody what we're going to do after that? And then our second portion, our hope journey to hope segment, we're going to be talking about my blog post article that went out today, hang-ups about love and recapturing the truth about love, Mike. Sounds like fun. Let's jump in. Number one, we visited Cherokee, North Carolina. What a great place to visit. It's on, obviously, the North Carolina carolina side of the great smoky mountains and a lot of people call it the quiet side of the smoky mountains not as near as big as crowds but it is just beautiful isn't it it is same beautiful scenery and overlooks and forest and parks and towns and things to do and see yes so much to see i mean the streams and um, the little shops that they have that you can go in and um, you know, a lot of times I remember growing up uh, and our parents would take us, you would go into town and there would be like an Indian chief who would be sitting out there that uh, you could get your picture taken with him. As a matter of fact, somebody, I need to show that to you. Somebody emailed us a, a picture uh, when they were um, like four or five years old of the Indian chief holding them up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd like to see that. And now they're like 60 years old. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember their age, but I thought, well, that's neat. I wonder if um, my parents got any pictures of my brother and I when we uh, visited. But you would go through there, and you would see them doing the dance and all kinds of, of different things. There's actually a museum there we didn't get to go to this time because of a time crunch. But everybody says that it would be a great uh, stop. It's worth the time, yeah, mm-hmm, to go. So I, I remember my dad taking me and my twin sister there a few times. I don't remember visiting regularly, but I remember going and, and seeing the Indian dances and stuff like that. Yeah, and of course now they have a casino, and um, of course there's Santa Land. Yeah, if you have children, that's uh, probably a great place to stop in. And then the park with this huge river that you could wade in and, and swim in, probably tube, I don't know for sure. But we saw people fishing, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Just up the road from Cherokee, you come to the Oconalufti uh, Visitor Center, which is a beautiful area. Now, people ask us a lot of times, where can you see elk? Well, in Cherokee, there in the, in the stream, mm-hmm. you can see them. Definitely, we've seen them at the Oconalufti Visitor Center mm-hmm. and uh, Mingus Mill. There's so many places right in that one area, and there's hikes and there's um, waterfalls that you can go visit. Just a great place to visit. Now, over in Gatlinburg, we stopped in at a place we had never eaten on an adventure. No, we've we've heard about it, and the 
movie, we've seen the movie that they decorate and the theme is about. It's Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. And all the theme and pictures and decorations is about Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you it was know, neat. on our table, there was little like license plate looking things that you could flip and one said run forest run and the other one said stop forest stop yeah and you really enjoyed your food mm-hmm. yes i had a shrimp scampi linguine and garlic toast and it was good and i had some uh, fried shrimp kind of in between a popcorn shrimp and a jumbo shrimp and some fries and it was good uh, i wouldn't say that i would order it again now the best part i think of this visit was where we got to seat at a seat at in inside mm-hmm. the restaurant. We got to sit on the second level beside a window overlooking the parkway there in Gatlinburg and yeah. watch people. And it was beautiful. Crowded that day too. It was so and just hot. A, yeah, <laughs> great great place there on the strip. You might want to give it a try. Bubble Grump Shrimp. Then the third place of our adventures recently, and this was just incredible is the oldest town in the state of Tennessee. Yes, Jonesboro, Tennessee. Quaint little town, very historic, and the awesome tour guide Bob Dunn, who um, him and his wife are subscribers and um, friends to our YouTube channel, gave us a private tour that day, and it was it was wonderful. Boy, the history they have to learn and know and and it's in our library, guys, and it's it's a great place to visit and a great place to learn about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Bob contacted us and um, said, hey, uh, I'll show you guys around sometime. And so we contacted him back and I was trying to figure out, you know, how can we make the, the video interesting? I know people are just going to love the history, but we don't want to show everything. That would take forever. And obviously you can't put a video up that long. Well, you can. Uh, people just won't watch it that long. But um, anyway, we, we scaled it down to, I think, around 20 minutes. And I said, Bob, what do we do this? What if you come up with what you think are maybe the top 10 things? Let's go there. Let's show the people. And then they can come and uh, have you or one of the other tour guides just show them and take them on the complete walking tour of Jonesboro. Yes, and that's what he did. That's what we did. And it was a great, awesome day. And Besides the 10 main tourist attractions, I guess, there for the tour, um, he also did a few little side notes, but the 10 were just... Very interesting, too. I know one place we were standing on a porch, and he said, I don't know if you noticed it, but if you look up at the the roof of the porch, it's called Haunt Blue. Haint. Haint. Haint Blue. I'm sorry. Haint, but you have to say it like Haint. Haint. I don't know Haint why I was thinking haunt. But anyway, uh, what was it, the facts he was telling us about that, that? That it's known thing that if it's a light blue color like that, that birds and insects and stuff think it's the sky. And so they won't build nests yeah. and those kinds of things on your porch. So. so they had it together back then. They knew what color to use. Very smart. On the top mm-hmm. of their ceilings on their porches to keep the birds from building nests and other things. It also said that, well, I believe it keeps you cooler 
Possibly, if I remember and correctly. No, no matter what the weather is, you can have a lot blue sky on your porch, even if it's oh, raining. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> cloudy. Yeah. Always a blue sky looking down over you. But there's a candy shop. Um, there's a distillery. There's all kinds of other shops, um, eateries, places to, to eat at. Um, it's the storytelling capital of the world, I guess. Where they have literally mm-hmm. thousands of people come in during a, a time period of, a, of the month. They have something called Jonesboro Days where you can come and bring your family. There's also several campgrounds around if you'd like to camp. Uh, just a beautiful area of East Tennessee. It really is. And then our last one, Mike, is Trisha's Mountain Diner in Gatlinburg. Yes, we've been wanting to visit Trisha's Mountain Diner for a long time. Now, Trish, it's it's located, if you leave Gatlinburg on 321, it's, um, I don't know how exactly how many miles you can look it up. Trisha's Mountain Diner sits on the right as you're leaving Gatlinburg there. And we stopped in and uh, had breakfast, didn't we? We did. Uh, it's been there about seven years. Shirley told us that Shirley works there, and she's one of our faithful and loyal subscribers and watches us regularly. And Trish's sister was our uh, server, and Trish passed away in December. But Trish's Mountain Diner has been there seven years, and uh, her family and friends are keeping it going, and it has a lot of good recommendations, and the breakfast was really good. I had um, a spinach, chicken, and cheese omelet, hash browns, and toast, and mine was yummy. Yeah, it looked good. I, I had a piece of her toast. Put a little strawberry jelly on there, and it was it was really good. Of course, if you know me, I had biscuits and gravy and hash browns and um, bacon. What else did I have? Oh, uh, some scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. And my food was delicious. You know, if you're looking for a country meal, especially a country breakfast that we can speak to, uh, Trisha's Mountain Diner was just an incredible, mm-hmm. incredible place to go. And what's so fun about it, you know, Karen and I are both – from the south here, I'm from the hard and the mountains here in East Tennessee, and and Karen from the mountains in Southwest Virginia, mm-hmm. and um, we noticed they used a certain language and words. That's right? right. The whole time we were there, the hostess and servers and everybody that was talking to us called us "darling" and "honey" and what was the other one? Oh, I can't sweetie. remember. Yeah, yeah, sweetie. It was just echoing throughout the whole restaurant. You could hear them. <laughs> now, Trisha's hours are uh, during the week, especially. I'm not, I can't remember about the weekends, Mike. Maybe you can. But the hours during the week are just like 7 to 2. So they're, uh, Yeah, I would recommend uh, look them up on, online or right. on Facebook, Trisha's Mountain Diner, and you can get their, their times of operation. And a lot of times they post what their specials are. I noticed the day we were there for lunch, it was what, meatloaf mm-hmm. or something like that. Meatloaf. But if you'd like to see this food and our adventure there, it's on Fridays Forever. And um, here's some other ways that you can get in touch with us. Hey, we'd love for you to be able to um, find us on all of our social media platforms. Of course, on YouTube, it's Fridays Forever. If you just type that in, we'll pop up. And that's where a lot of the adventures that we talk about here on the podcast, you can actually watch those and comment and make sure and hit that subscribe button. 
And we would appreciate that on Instagram. You can find us at Fridays Forever and the number two. We're often posting pictures there uh, throughout the week on our adventures and things like that. On Facebook, of course, it's Fridays Forever. Please come over there and like that page. We post pictures and a lot of other things, and we can talk back and forth. It's a good place to contact us through Messenger. And our email address is Fridays Forever, the number two, at gmail.com. Our mailing address is Fridays Forever, P.O. Box 9024, Gray, Tennessee, 37615. Okay, so moving along, it's time for our Journey to Hope section of the podcast, and we always try to take a recent blog post that Karen has written, and you can find uh, all of her writings on KarenGirlFriday.com, and I know she would love for you to come over there and and share, right? Yes, visit and subscribe and see the Thursday's post by Girl Friday every week. Yeah. So this week we're uh, talking about um, hang-ups about love and how to recapture the truth about love, right? Right. Most of us might, you know, just have some hang-ups, so we're going to talk about a few of those tonight. Don't you? (laughs) I do. I think that's the first step, just admitting that you have a hang-up, right? Right. I I guess we have misconceptions. I know, especially... Going into marriage, I had so many misconceptions about what love meant. And, you know, I guess I just thought, well, it's a word, you know, I I love you. But, um, and I guess sometimes we get those from just personal experiences that we have. And, and I think through childhood, whatever may be the reasons, we could possibly form some wrong conceptions about what love really, really means. And, Somewhere along the way and on our journey through life, maybe, just maybe, you or me, we've experienced a lack of love. Maybe it's through abandonment or maybe you were abused or neglected or broken promises and your heart was broken. And and we understand that. And we get that. And we know a lot of different people probably listen to this podcast. And and we kind of grew up, um, obviously, two different families. But we, in, in my family, Karen, we, we said, I love you, you know, a lot to one another. And we tried to express that to one another. And we always wanted our other family members to know that, that we loved them. And I don't know. You want to share a little bit, maybe? Yeah, I grew up completely different um, with my real father being out of my life for a while, and several stepfathers along the way. And my dad came back into my life, but don't remember that being something that was said when we were young and growing up. Is you know, for family members to say "I love you" or to tell each other we love each other. And so I had some definite hang-ups about abandonment and just not knowing what real love was, I guess. Yeah, and 
um, you were able to kind of see our family and see how we functioned and things. Not that we were perfect in any way. We had our issues. And I know um, early on in our relationship or at some point in our relationship, I knew that I had a love for you that was not like any other in my, in my life. And I wanted to express that to you, but I wasn't sure you knew how to maybe handle that or that you would even feel the freedom to, to say, you know, my God, I love you. I love you too. Because I think a lot of times misconceptions uh, and hangups and whatever the expense was emotionally that maybe just caused our hearts uh, when it comes to love to keep us from really uncovering what the truth is. So, you know, I mean, you know, what is love to you and how is love defined? There's so many different ways to look at this. We're going to talk about a few of these things and move through this uh, journey to hope. So, Karen, the first thing we're going to talk about is this, an overuse or a misuse of the term love. Wow, and that hangs a lot of us up, doesn't it? We use the term love to describe so many different affections for everything from possessions and food yeah. <laughs> to our favorite sports teams and music. You know, what I love the Tennessee Vols or I love What's this wrong with team. what's wrong with that? Nothing. Um, unless you're a unless you're a Kentucky fan or right. a Florida fan. That's right. There's a lot wrong with it probably. <laughs> But you might hear me say on any given day, Mike, and you know this to be true. Like, I love cinnamon rolls. Yes, you do. Chai tea lattes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a pasta girl. Um, I love spinach. I love oatmeal. So you hear me say things like that. And I guess you say that you love things too, right? I do. I love a good ribeye steak. I've, (laughs) I've always loved peanut butter. I mean, mm-hmm. just when I was a little guy, they would give me a spoon and a jar of peanut butter, and mm-hmm. I could just sit there and, and have three meals a day. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, then, we use hate for things we don't like. Mm. I hate, like, you hate broccoli. I do. <laughs> I don't know anybody that loves broccoli. I like broccoli. Do you love mm-hmm. broccoli? I don't know if I would if I would say I love it as there much as spinach, but I like broccoli. If you love broccoli, comment on this podcast. We would love <laughs> to just see somebody who I would that just loves broccoli. Mm-hmm. There's people out there, broccoli lovers. But even if we think about God, he never intended probably our overuse and misuse of the word love in this way. But it's part of our culture. It's part of what we all have gotten used to doing, is saying, I love this, I love that, I hate this, I hate that. Well, you sound a little like the Barney song there for a minute. Yes. So when the words I love and I hate are so carelessly thrown around, our hearts may not be able to distinguish, Mike, between when love's attached to emotions and people and when it's not. Yeah, I, I, that makes a lot of sense when you when you think about it that way. So um, it's overused and it's misused, and uh, we got to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. We really do, especially in our marriages and, and in our relationships and with our children and, and things. We want we want to be careful. Here's another hang up. Uh, what about when love? It's just missing, Karen. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many kids have made statements? You know, like 
when's dad coming home from work? <laughs> he, he works all the time. You know, I just, now here I am a teenager. All I wanted was for my dad to just love me. Or mom seems to be so involved in so many other activities, whether it's at church or community. I just wanted her love. Mm-hmm. And those are all great things that parents do, like work and provide for the family. They're necessary. But it never stops there. We want to provide love to our family, our children, our extended family, and ourselves. Yeah. When we provide ourselves, that shows our children, our grandchildren, our parents that we love them when we provide ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And God is our example of this kind of love, Mike, because lots of times uh, – Parents, we may sacrifice our loved ones on the altar of what our dreams and goals are in life, just our aspirations. But God, he did it completely different. He sacrificed his son, Jesus Christ, to provide true love for us. So I don't know if you're listening and you know much about the gospel story, the story of God's love, where John tells us, 3.16, that God loved us so much, the world that he sent his son to die for us. So God, he was willing to sacrifice his own son on a cross to provide true love to us. So true love really comes from God. So we'll never be able to say, all I wanted was for my heavenly father to love me, because we know God is the creator of love. He has the real, true love. He defines the term He's love. He's the definition of love. Yes, he, he is love. The Bible says God is love. And um, so we'll never have to wonder about whether God loves us. He does. Yeah, but, and human love, Karen, I have found out, and I think anybody listening to this podcast mm-hmm. has found out that it can be fickle. I mean, human love can be fickle. I mean, people claim to fall in and out of love or to lose a loving feeling for someone. They go hauling oats on us all of a sudden. <laughs> you you lost that, that loving? Yeah. Yes. Come on. Yeah, God loves us. I mean, all the way, when you look at the, the Word, the, the Bible, even in the womb. So he loves us right now. He loves you right now, right where you're at. Yesterday, today. And tomorrow, that's that's the future. God's love is the future, and it's there. So we look back and we see God's love in our lives. We can, if we look, and what it's done through the years. If you will look and ask Him to show you, He's been plugging those holes where you felt like maybe it was missing. We we see assurance of it in our present lives, and since this higher love never falls out of love and is not based on feelings. Guess what, Karen? We never lose it. We can never lose it. It's God's always love. there. Yeah. I'm so thankful God's not fickle. <laughs> no, me too. He wouldn't be God if he was. But we we people sure can be. Well, Amen. With, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen, yes. With people, love sometimes has both starting and ending points. I mean, that's what you just said. Somebody says, well, I used to love you, but I don't love you anymore. So with people, love could have a starting time point and an ending point. But God doesn't do love that way. His is a never-ending love. God's love had a place to start, but there's no place 
There's no ending point to God's love. There's no place for it to end. The Bible says his love is everlasting love. It it never ends. It keeps going on and on and on and on. So we may struggle to love ourselves and others. God never struggles with loving. So we can ask him, hey, God, Lord, just help me wrap my mind around the way you love. Okay, so let's talk about maybe a believable and healing type of love, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that for a minute because sometimes we struggle. We don't, Maybe it's not sometimes. It may be a lot of times. Mm-hmm. We, we struggle to believe people really love us due to the way they have failed us and they've broken their promises to us or even mistreated us. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to all of us because we're human beings and we have failures. And you know what? Our Heavenly Father wants us to believe how much He loves us. But regardless of our belief or unbelief, it never changes anything about His love. That's what's great about God's love. It's always in front of us. Mm -hmm. It's always before us. Now, where do you go? Wherever you may go, you can't run away from God's love. It's there. Mm -hmm. So God loves me. God loves you. And this is a truth that no one can make untrue, Karen. Yes, that deserves another amen. (laughs) Well, this kind of godly love from the Lord is a healing love. You know, we're talking about a believable and a healing kind of love. It covers and heals our wounds and scars from all those emotionally expensive experiences, Mike, we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing about love, forgiveness, And you may have heard people talk about forgiveness, and we all know it can be hard to forgive. But real forgiveness allows true love to come into our heart. And it not only for those who left us or hurt us in some way, but it's for us. So God's solid and sure love that never goes away, and that's always in front of us, like Mark says, it makes a way for us to forgive people when they misstepped against us with love yeah so let's talk about something karen let's talk about how um you know if people make up this fake kind of love god makes love a true love Mm -hmm. to us and i guess every wrong thing that we've learned from experiences through our lives through our marriages through our relationships through work whatever it may be about love god helps us to unlearn those things, and then to learn the truth in order to receive his real love. Mm-hmm. So I think something we have to understand is it requires the right knowledge. And since love originated with God, um, he, he's our knowledge base to the facts. We have the Bible that is the truth of who God is. And so God made something true that people made fake. Mm-hmm. And we just have to understand that, come to a place of understanding of that. Because people are just human, natural. We're just in the natural, the flesh, God's supernatural. So what people and humans have made just fake and false about love, God's made it true. Yes. The fake forms of love people created never make God's love less true. I love that. Instead, we are loved the way he says we are loved. 
So to believe and know what that is, Mike, what that looks like, then we can look up and write out and pray some scriptures over ourselves to help us believe it and understand and really know how God loves us. No matter what people say love is, God loves us the way we are supposed to be loved with a godly love. So just some examples are like John fifteen thirteen says, love lays down his life for me. And that's when Jesus died on the cross. Or perfect love drives out fear. That's First John four eighteen and nine. I love Zephaniah three seventeen. That mm-hmm. God quiets me with His love, singing over me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you believe God's word that He sings over you, let me ask you a question: What song do you think He would sing over you? Most people think of God in a negative way, in a judging way, and while God's judgment will come. Soon enough, we don't talk about the grace of God and the love of God like we have in this podcast tonight. Is there any other verses you wanted to share? I just I love Psalm one oh three four that He crowns us with love, and that His love stands firm forever, firm. Yeah. So nothing about it can crumble away like love from people. And because of his love as our father, he calls us his children, First John 3, 1. When we know God loves us in all these ways and more, these are just t- a tip of the iceberg on what the Bible says about God's love, then we live differently. We can choose to live loved by the Savior and walk in freedom of that love, no matter what our experiences have been with love and people. Then we don't waste another minute, Mike, believing something about love that God didn't say. That's so good. We need to be thinking about, pondering on, praying about the truth of who God is and God's love for us. So if you've uh, got a question about the love of God or a prayer request, um, leave it in the comments of the podcast and we would... um, be glad to pray with you about whatever's going on in your life, your marriage, with your children, whatever that may be. And uh, we will do that, right, Karen? We will. We Until sure will. We'd we, be glad to. Yeah. We sure have had a good time on this podcast we today. Have. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Until next time, we are Fridays. Forever. Bye bye, everybody.